So Aaron said, who do we need to talk to to get a side-by-side -side video of Pierre's speed with the moose that ran across the field <laughs> on Friday? <laughs> and so like a next-gen stats. <laughs> yeah. One's down. This is the A-Team Podcast brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. The A-Team is presented by Drake's Place in Bottle, South Dakota and sponsored by Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans in Sioux Falls. So good. If you weren't right in my section, you didn't hear the disgrace of our national anthem over the freedom coming out of the tailpipe of the F-16s. <laughs> Please, we're blue to the marker games. Yeah, That's all I and I can't believe I missed this in Ransom Raves because I tweeted about it and it pissed me off. Club seat members, what are you doing selling your tickets to Bison fans in there? One's down. Now, here's your hosts of the A-Team Podcast, Matt and Kyle. And welcome back to the Splitting Hairs podcast brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated and our premier sponsors, Cottonwood Bistro and Drake's Place. Cottonwood Coffee and Drake's Place. And I got to experience both Cottonwood and Drake's on the same day. Uh, so Saturday was a, was a beautiful day just for that reason alone. And tonight, tonight, uh, I'm joined by uh, Chad Myros host of the Takedown Podcast, typically on the B team, but he's joining me tonight along with Dallas. So both of you, how the heck are you after that Dakota Marker victory? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm a, I'm a little more rugged version of Kyle and a few more pounds. <laughs> rugged. That's a good word. Describe a lot of people I know. Uh, no, dude, that's uh, feeling really, really good coming off of that. I had a great day. I'm I brought, uh, it was my birthday weekend. So I do every year, it's like a tradition. I get, you know, it, it's kind of like the wind down after my busy work season. And I bring out as many people as I can. And it's usually kind of like a mix of a whole bunch of groups and it's high school buddies and whatever. I had, uh, I think 15 tickets, most of which had no rooting interest in the game, but just wanted to come with. They were all wearing blue, all had a great time. And it was, I mean, weather was perfect. And man, what a great day, dude. I had so much well fun. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday, Dallas. Mm -hmm. If I'd have known that, I'd have got you a present. Thank you. Yeah, you gave me two spotted cows. That's true. That, that hey, was that's absolutely... Good. That's a good... <laughs> hey, hey, my birthday was in August. So, Chad, well, I've Come had on like over, I'll give you some cow. spotted cow. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So, as I mentioned, um, Cottonwood Coffee stopped there to, to, get, to give them a gift for being one of our premier sponsors. Um, got some coffee from them. It was wonderful. Checked out the new patio outdoors uh, what a beautiful space that is going to be awesome for you know the extended fall like now summer spring uh, go check it out get your coffee ordered there it's the best so i started uh, my then, day yeah and then drake's place they were they were tailgating with us right chad at your spot they, they came and, over and brought over some of the club 71 club sandwiches and they were fantastic like, so good fantastic their food's so good but then they're like oh man it's not as good as the candied bacon and the brisket and i'm like good sandwiches i'm gonna say <laughs> no those are yeah. fantastic sandwiches i loved them i loved them very such good people too and his his yeah. boy his 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 young tiny son his kid is so big he, he's a tackle for o'gorman he blew his knee out or hurt his knee earlier in the season came back for right at the end but just a man child kids enormous hmm. that's awesome he's about Good. my size so yeah yeah so let's let's get into the day itself we had an awesome day we all got to see each other for the first time ever the six of us were in the same spot at once we took a picture someday that'll show up tailgating tailgating was a blast 
the atmosphere was incredible. I mean, what can you get? What more can you guys say about the day? I don't know. I and I actually all six of us being in one place. I kind of thought maybe one of us was Batman or something because I'd never seen all of us in one place at one time. It had never happened, and then just the stars aligned and we all showed up. But oh my yeah, tailgate. That was one of the best tailgates I've ever had, uh, ever attended. It, it like again, like I brought all these people that had nothing to do with SDSU. They were all just floored, so excited, mm-hmm. loved the atmosphere. Uh, everybody was friendly. You know, even the the furry cow folks that were roaming through, they were all cheerful and and happy, and everybody got along. Yeah, I'd say they they did. They, we've done a pretty good job making tailgating a, a great atmosphere, especially over where we tailgate. I mean, your guys's tailgate's cool too. I I've been over there in the past. It's definitely been pretty solid for a long time. But there was you know some issues a few years back and. Mm-hmm. We, we've 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 made some strides there and and uh we made some strides with game day operations like we were talking about previously and i it, dallas was saying the stars line are you are you saying that joe and sean are the stars Ooh, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a good point i uh no i didn't think about that that, that was really, it's okay. really cool. they don't watch this I, i'm sure uh they're gonna listen i know they will now they have to I'm just i'm just joking. i can't wait to listen to that believe podcast and hear them talk about it because they were not prepared for what they experienced uh-huh. <laughs> they so so joe and sean like... yeah right so joe and sean if you, if you don't if you haven't followed or don't follow our twitter um are, are some are some national podcast host that we met part of the believe sports uh podcast network uh two former student athletes from the university of rhode island uh sean played tackle um offensive tackle and joe was a long snapper they were college roommates they started hosting this podcast while in college and they've just kind of carried it on carried it forward um now that they're both graduates they're about 22 23 years old um they put up a poll this summer which football game should we go to anywhere in the country? We got a hold of it. You guys blew it up. So they had to come to Brookings for the marker game. Both have never been uh, really too far in the middle of the country like this before. Uh, they couldn't believe how cheap the drinks were. They got, or got in Brookings Friday night, had the hell of a time, it sounds like. And <laughs> and just, uh, just were in rough shape at tailgating the next day they sat by chad so i'm i'm excited to hear about their adventures on their podcast they're entertaining anyways um so i i just am, am glad that they got to experience brookings for all that it was for all, for all that it is and the one last thing on tailgating before before we get into the game here um it was amazing tailgating chad from your guys's area all the way into the backyard um i've been wanting to do this um uh, for a while but I want to give a shout out to UPD um, for, for years now. We've said UPD is, has been just too harsh, too invasive, uh, too, too fun hating. Um, right. And they have not been that this year. Their presence has been uh, the right amount. Like you, you see them, they wave, they're friendly. They might come and tell a joke with you, but then they move on. That's a good point. Um, and, and no one, I haven't seen a single complaint about them this year. And so I just wanted to, you know, if there's any SDSU folks or any UPD folks listening, game operations folks, uh, thank you. Send a thank you to UPD for just lightening up this year and letting tailgate be kind of a normal college tailgate out there. And listen, so, if that was one of your complaints and kept you from coming to get back to games, it, it's not a problem anymore. In fact, they don't mm-hmm. even police the uh, the wristband thing like they used to. They don't even come through the nope. tailgate. So nope. they just drive by nope. and wave. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yep. You know, sorry, yeah. not to drag this out any longer than it has to, Matt, but I had another thought just on general tailgate atmosphere. One of my buddies that had never been to a game, and he's like the biggest football fan that I know, comes from a football family, 
Uh, he played at Bemidji State. He had like four or five relatives play at Iowa and Iowa State. He actually went uh, went to law school uh, at Alabama. So he's a Crimson Tide guy. He's an SEC guy through and through. He he said when I told him I, I was talking about the tailgate, I'm like, yeah, I wish you would have got here a little bit sooner because we rolled in at 11. And he's like, dude, I would leave the house at 5:30 in the morning every week for this. Are you kidding me? So <laughs> I mean, to impress an actual SEC guy, like that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Neat. All right. Well. So we've talked all about up and up to the game time. So let's get into the stadium now. The flyover. Incredible on that. Yeah, Chad. I just got one point about that. The timing. Mm, so <laughs> yeah. good. So good. If you weren't right in my section, you didn't hear the disgrace of our national anthem over the freedom coming out of the tailpipe of the F-16s. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> just like, I didn't hear, I didn't hear any of it. it. Out. Love it. Yeah. That's a no, major pet peeve of mine, honestly. I, I, I can't stand that. Yeah, I didn't hear the, the NDSU fans disgrace our national anthem either. So uh, it's like huge it didn't plus even there. happen. Right, right. All right. So the game itself, you know, I, I put out rants and raves this morning. Um I have a I have a 16 month old at home, uh, so that you know she didn't care about the time change at all. Uh so I was up pretty early this morning writing. Uh, with her in my lap, um, man, we said we said in the what to watch that it came down the line of scrimmage, right, guys? That's what we said. What are your thoughts overall? How did we do at the at the line of scrimmage there? When it got done, the evidence was there, and you could tell that specifically. Uh, I I watched the defense defensive line pretty closely anyway. Offensive line though. Uh, just from the results, could tell they played a strong game, but I got done and realized that I wished I would have watched some individual contributions, and I, I didn't do that. So I'd love to hear you chime in, Matt, because you were down on the field, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were right down there in it. But, uh, I mean, the the fact that they only gave up one sack to this team that had 31 coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 31. just a tremendous, yep. a tremendous, tremendous um, uh, performance there, I think, by the by the big guys. Yeah. Go ahead, Chad. Oh, Chad, you're muted, man. Sorry, I had to go off screen for a second. Um, yeah, I the second play of the game showed that, right? I mean, that was perfectly blocked up. Now, Coach Entz would say, oh, a guy didn't hit his fit. Well, okay, maybe. But it was blocked really well. And uh, that 175-yard run sure messed up their 8.9 per, 9 per <laughs> average that they're all <laughs> – crowing about for the last three weeks that we I, I don't yelled, see that on twitter much I, I yelled eight points so many times just <laughs> over and over and over yeah yeah the uh so dallas what you asked you know the the 605 hogs i mean we ndsu for years and years and years right has always played on our line of, on our side of the line of scrimmage um yep. even with zenner you know, it always felt like Zenner was having to bounce in the backfield. He wasn't able to find those those uh, creases that he always did. Um, t- yesterday, they were just creating lanes. You know, if you if you break it down and, and take out the Pierce 75-yard run, it was a fairly pedestrian day, but he was still getting three, four yards per carry. Um, it, it was a four-yard. I actually calculated it out yes. Ben style. It was about a 4.1 without that 75, so still not a yeah. bad day at all. Man, it's not a I, bad I think day he grounded out better against them than he has most other games of the year. So, yeah, you know, kudos to and, him. That's a great D line. 
Mm-hmm. And I know we've I know this is probably getting old for people to listen to, but Pierre's speed this year is just different. On that 75-yard run, that number two had an angle, and Pierre <laughs> Pierre jetted right by him. Like I, you know, I, is that Dawson we Weber? Him. Like two's Dawson Weber, I think, and he didn't have a chance. Like it just if it was a poor angle or what, but man. Pierre's really turning some heads with what he's doing this year. Um, and then, and just listening to him in, in the post-game press conference and then with Tyler Merriam, I mean, his maturity is just off the charts. Um, and how grateful he is for this year. You can just tell. Like, there's a gratitude in his voice uh, for, for this season that he's having. So, so happy for that young man. That's for sure. Yep. Can I – just because so. I saw – uh, saw Ryan Jensen comment here. I want to derail the conversation to give him a thank you. My beverages are courtesy of him. It's he posted uh, from Lucky Bucket uh, a cocoa brown ale with an angry rabbit on it, and I said, "Oh my god, I need that!" And then he brought me some to tailgate. He drove like an hour to get it and brought it up. So wow. thank you, Ryan. It's fantastic, by the way. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we had the t- the talk about the PS2 touchdown pass. Um, Rick Jensen, uh, another gear, the speed again that we've talked about. <laughs> Jim Poppin, I could have run through that hole for only about eight to eleven yards. <laughs> I mean, if Jim's getting eight to eleven yards, our O line is doing good. No offense, Jim. I'm right there with you. Oh man, that's they good. Look good. Well, there was just this overwhelming theme, too, that I, I noticed after the game, during the game, after the game, and then in social media of this, well, we just didn't play very well. We just didn't play well. Well, maybe you played a good team, and that's why you didn't look that good, guys. They, they tried to say that, but then they would follow it up with, we just didn't play very well. Right? Yep. So. so I had this conversation on the sidelines with Ron McKnight. That was the most unbison-like bison team I've ever seen, though. Is what we saw yesterday. The More penalties. The spring. Oh yeah, uh, the penalties, the turnovers. I mean, they 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 lost both both sides of the ball in the trenches. Uh, the the, the time management the at the end of the first half. I mean, they they went out of bounds twice. We didn't have to burn a single timeout on that last drive, which allowed us to to kick that field goal and get three points. They just looked undisciplined at times. I don't know they. Just they did look bad yesterday. That's a Tyler Roll offense. I say keep that guy. Um, Yeah, right. That that was one of my. (laughs) I know that was was. one of my rants. That that was was funny. That was funny. I loved it. Well, honest to God, like Christian Watson is the second best player on that field behind Pierre. Right. And and how how he's an afterthought on most play calls. Is, is insane to me. I mean, we, we've enjoyed great wide receiver play, you know, from Jason Snyder, Jake Wenicky, Cade Johnson, now the Yankees, um, for years now. We know what a, what a top dog wide receiver looks like. I just – I don't understand. That, that guy's – I don't that, understand. Yeah, he's one step even above to me. A- athletically, he's one step above anybody, two, two three steps. He, that guy's amazing. And we, we did kick to him to start with, which I almost had an aneurysm. I I just, even though he got nothing out of it, I just, I screamed bloody murder. And everyone around me was like, what, what, what? Like, don't yeah, kick yeah, to that yeah, guy. What are you doing? Hey, hey, we need to go back to Aaron's comment here. I'm not sure if you flashed this up or not, Chad. Not, no. 
Um, so Aaron said, who do we need to talk to to get a side-by-side -side video of Pierre's speed with the moose that ran across the field <laughs> on Friday? <laughs> and so like a next a great, gen stats. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, I'm going to talk to Michael or Abiaza, our video guys and, uh, get that put together. So that, that would be wonderful. So, yeah. Yes. We didn't <laughs> kick it out of bounds and that makes me happy. At least we didn't do that, but you know, it's pretty dangerous kicking to Watson. And when we see them again in the playoffs, let's just keep kicking it out of the back end of the end zone, please. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hey, we also did a good job of covering that, that after the, after the uh, safety. I mean, he oh, got the ball there, didn't he? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the That's covering. Right. Yeah. It, so he, he only got about, what did he get? I don't know. He got he got a ways down the field that that time. He was down on their forty or something. Well, still, I mean, yeah. At least he didn't score. Um, <laughs> hey, let's talk about all the guys that came back from injury. Yeah, that, that's a huge boost. Um, you know, get Quentin Hicks, Hicks back two or three weeks, right? Yep. Um, yeah, that's amazing. That, that's amazing. Yep. Uh, Don Gardner finding out at twelve fifteen, right? Is what he keeps saying. That he's yeah, good to that, go. Yep, yep. It sounded like everyone was genuinely surprised about that. That that they just didn't see that coming. Yeah. And then he, I, I didn't, I didn't. Did you watch him a ton? I, I did not. But it sure seemed like he, he looked good. Yeah, he, he. You could tell on the one time. Uh, I think it was Mathis caught the ball in front of him, and he went to wrap up, and he just had no grip with his his hand and just slid off yep. the side. And Mathis is a big wide receiver, so. Uh, you're going to need to be able to grab on <laughs> with him for sure. So that was one thing that I saw on that. Um, yeah. Hey, yeah, Mark. No, no let's get yeah, let's go to Jordan here. Yeah, I, I saw this too, Jordan, a little bit before the or during the week. Um, just saying, this game means so much more to SDSU than it does to us. So I, I actually, we heard it. So I ahead, had that no. one. I had that one. That was my my conversation I had immediately after the game in the parking lot. Was the first thing I heard was there was this this Bison fan all wound up, and he said, "Well, I didn't think we'd win because we didn't really need this one, and it didn't matter to us anyway." And I just thought, "Man, come on! I don't believe that for a second. The people behind us kept saying, "Oh, this is their Super Bowl. It's the only game they care about every year," and I'm like. Dude, it's two top 10 teams. Like, it doesn't matter to you guys. If that's the case, then why did you even drive down here? Right? Yeah, that drove me nuts. Yeah. Whatever. And it's it's, it's not like, we, like USD is, you know. Yeah. I think, you know, last week, my comment, my my I hate the bison comment got a lot of them worked up. Um, <laughs> and, and so, like... You know, there's just something about it. You know, I have I have so many NDSU friends where I live now in Appleton is like an hour and 45 minutes to Brookings, an hour and 45 minutes to Fargo. And so we're just everyone's split here, you know, six days out of the week, 365, 364 days out of the year. We're best friends. You know, it's just on game day, there's that fire in your belly and it just like, ugh. I hate playing these guys. So that's where I'm at. The, I'll the, love I, the rest of the time, though. I think the thing that got him most riled up, riled up is the guy that's, uh, you know, just right there to your left. 
And uh, Dallas got him riled up with the no no Z comment. And oh man, I started such a fist fight on Twitter. That was fun. That was that everything was... I wanted that to be. Hey, that's where that's where <laughs> it got heated up. Was just that one comment, man. You start. It was the shot that sparked the world war. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, let's let's talk about James E. Larks. Pull up James E. Larks there. Okay, so there's been some controversy, right, on the refereeing, the officiating this game. Uh, NDSU Media posted the photo today of the, the no call in the end zone where Don does have, have a healthy chunk of the, of the player's jersey, Mathis's jersey, pulling it down, uh, interfering with his ability to catch the ball. The previous possession, Don was called for a phantom pass interference call that James is talking about here. Um, just an insane call, in, in, in my opinion. Uh, Don didn't touch him. It was beautiful coverage. It's how you're taught to do it. Um, you know, <laughs> and so the joke, again, I was standing by McKnight on the sidelines, and the joke was, oh, that, that's a makeup call for earlier, uh, the, a no call now. So I don't know how they call the one previously, but don't call that. I mean, the one on Daishan in the first half was, was somewhere in between. Daishan had his, his jersey, pulled the neck. I could I was standing behind the official that threw the flag. I saw exactly what that official saw. Um, but this, this is pretty bad to not call it, let's be honest. We but were, we were standing right there, and it looked like the ref kind of had his head turned. And if you look at this, you could see how he may not even see that because it's blocked by the, by the offensive player's arm here. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's somewhat understandable, even though it's egregious that another ref didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, were, they were all down our throats, and we were all like, yeah, that was pass interference, but, hey, it's not the only call that's been called wrong exactly. in the whole game. They're yeah. humans. Yep. And and what was the other one? Uh, the push the first down. Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah, push well, out of bones on Bach. Yep. And then and then the, the, the reestablishing himself. Come on. That, that was blatantly bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dallas, I mean, what what'd you think on that when, when he was reestablishing himself for or, or when the forward progress the was forward stopped. progress one? Yeah, that one yeah. I lost. I, I had some choice words and probably said some stuff that I shouldn't have in that one. Uh, I mean, he, he clearly kept going. It was clear the continuation. I guess if someone blew the whistle on the field, but I sure as hell couldn't hear a whistle from where I was at. And mm-hmm. none of the players did either because everybody kept going. So that, that one didn't uh, did not seem correct to me at all. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to talk about this one just a little bit here. Um, Kale Reader, safety, that, that has passed Manchigaya on the depth chart at safety. That was a heck of a snag on that onside kick. Ooh, Absolutely. We, we had debates <laughs> on if they actually, because you wouldn't, it's okay if it goes out of bounds there. So we were debating on if they taught him to kind of side Olay that and you know decide whether or not to basket catch and let that go hmm. out of bounds or not. So I, I don't know if yeah. that's the case. I have no idea. But it, man, that was a risky catch. Great catch. But now Kale got a got an interception too, wasn't he? The one that got the that was Norblade that got oh, the interception. Chase, my bad. The, yeah, the other young safety. So right. Yeah, those two are going to be dang good back there <laughs> on the back end. I mean, they're yeah. they're pushing the two seniors for playing time as a, a freshman and a sophomore, essentially. Yeah. So I, that was mentioned in Rants and Raves, was it not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Darren, what comments are you talking about? Even Stig got excited about that call. Uh, so, Terry, um, what did you guys think about the so-called late hit out of bounds? Um, I thought it was pretty soft. 
pretty soft. It sure looked to me like the runner was still in the in uh, in the field of play. I, I actually uh, thought he was out. I really did. He was. And okay. I only saw I only saw the the re, the one replay on the on the jumbo uh, screen. I haven't haven't rewatched, but I I sure thought he was out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was incredibly soft, and I I let the side judge that threw the flag know that um, when he was standing down by me because I mean the guy just gave him a a push right. It wasn't like he knocked him off his feet. He I yeah I mean. Oh, the forward progress yeah. call is what Darren Amex says he was talking about here. Oh, again, mm-hmm. sure. Sorry, got the wrong one there. Yeah, glad. Uh, I'm glad Stig got fired up about that. Yes, he, he should have. I, I couldn't see him from what I was standing. It's so different being on the sideline, just the speed and what you can actually see versus what you can't. So, I, I yeah. remember him getting in the ref's ear on that one. So he probably sure. said "Holy Nutmeg" at least twice. <laughs> Hey, but he stayed in his box, so that's what's yeah. important. He didn't get the penalty. So maybe, maybe the ref owes him a shake, a, a milkshake after that one. <laughs> Probably called it horse manure. <laughs> he was that upset. Oh, that's, it would have really been horse upset. manure if he was that, that upset. That's, that's yeah, that's up there. Hmm. Hmm. All right, Garrett Myers. Uh, says that. Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let's pull up. Yeah, let's pull up Garrett first. Yeah, Garrett. As long as we're on penalties, it was uh, right in front of him and looked legit. So I. I had a bad angle on it. So. All right. Jordan Fink, don't look now, but Jackson are getting healthy. Just need to finish the season out and get that first round by. Yes, sir. And if you've paid any attention to the folks that have votes, um, <laughs> we're, they put us back in the top four. So I was shocked by that, by the way. Yeah, we're showing up all over in the top four. So – with prominent voters, at least that are, that always show their their ballots on Twitter. So, <sighs> oh man, how would you grade Jason X preparation and play calls? Not as highly as I'd grade that tweet <laughs> <laughs> from the top, bro. Uh, awesome. Sorry, Frazy. We all like you. You're a friend of the pod, but uh, you knew what you had going when you put that out there, like you said. And- yeah, you paid for it a little later. <laughs> so so for those of you that aren't on Twitter, we're going to drag this onto here because it's pretty darn funny. Um, I'm going to pull it up. <laughs> yeah, pull it up. So so Matthew Frazee, who is uh, one of the admins for the FCS Fans Nation uh, podcast and Facebook group, he's a great guy. He was on with Ben and Brennan last week. Um, Coach X's wife tweeted, uh, a photo memory from two years ago, the marker game at Brookings, the crowd, kind of just a, a short video. Uh, Frazy quote tweets it and goes, now show the ending. <laughs> she never responded. <laughs> Frazy or, or Eck at the end of the game, you know, later on in the day, in the evening, he posts a picture of him and his family holding the marker from yesterday. <laughs> And that was it. No comment. No anything. It was it was the best roast of Frazy ever. So uh, excellent job with that, Coach Eck and Mrs. Eck. Thank you for being a good sport. So, if my internet was faster, it'd be pulled up. I promise. But yeah. Uh... Um, all right. So let's let's go back through some comments here. Jim Poppin. Uh, Ten of the top twenty-five teams lost. Here we go. Chad's got it. <laughs> now tweet the ending. 
And there it is. There's the family photo. Oh, and there's more. There's more. We just got to click here and we'll get some more. Um, this isn't yeah. going to be as entertaining for those of you listening on the podcast. Oh, sorry. But for those of you that are on the live stream, this is, I hope you appreciate this. It's gold. My internet's slow. So maybe we should. Uh, yeah. All right. So where are we at here? All right. Um, Terry, the refs really did try to help the furry cows. <laughs> I, you know, I just think this year, Terry, the, the officiating the Valley, it, it all evens out. Um, it's, it's bad all around. <laughs> it's been bad this year. I don't know what's going on. Ugh. Um, Aaron again, trick plays, rank your favorite. Saturday's strong craft versus Vinatieri's fake kicked in Montana or hiding Mangarelli behind the line in Fargo back in 2016. I'm big on this current one, but that might be recency bias. One, Aaron, way to break those three out and list those in order. That uh, those are tough. I don't. I think. I think the kick in Montana got me the most fired up, though, because that was pretty. Well, I was there. I lost my mind. It was so fun. Yesterday, I had no clue what happened. Like from where I was standing, I couldn't see. Like, (laughs) like I said before the show. Luckily, I got to see Pierre crouch down. I went, oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, like that was, I knew something was going on, but I really didn't catch it. And, you know, by the time I realized what happened, uh-huh. it was, it was over. And of course and it, it made, at least on Twitter, I mean, wild. it made every major syndicated, mm-hmm. you know, clip, clip for every major account in the country. And that was, and why two, wouldn't it? Two days in a row, the moose first. And then that play. Okay, so right. um, I, I'm going to go with Vinatieri's fake kick in Montana. Um, just because we lost the Megarelli game. In 2016, we ended up losing that game, right? So, uh-huh. right? Because I was in the playoffs. They did that. I was in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, Sounds right. Yeah. All right, uh, Ryan. I thought NDSU had a lot more offensive holding than the one shoestring tackle attempt on him that was called later. Yeah. In the game. In the game. Yep. Uh, did you guys feel the play calls got a little repetitive? For both sides, I did. I personally did. I thought we throttled it down in the second half, yeah, in my did. opinion. Um, and then NDSU with roll, I mean, <laughs> they, they run the same 10 plays, like yeah, they, maybe even less. Yeah. I was really surprised by that. And they obviously don't, you know, they just, they don't trust the quarterback. Um, but the second half, so my take on that, that, that I even had during the game was if, if Davis were healthy, that second half would go so differently mm-hmm. because I was just begging like if we just oh we needed that eight minute soul crushing drive and we did not have that in us and we couldn't do it i mean even to the point where i would have been okay if ndsu would have would have put together an eight nine minute drive which they sort of did uh, that ended in a field goal or something that actually would have been great uh but you know if you've got if you've got davis healthy like we've talked about totally different style of back at that point their line is worn down a little bit He's cracking off four or five a, mm-hmm. a pop, and you know, and then that just bleeds it out, demoralizes them, and it's over. Yep. Well, even you know, I I really didn't mind in the second half when we were running that Rudy package a few times. Yeah. Because Rudy was getting that four or five yards. So, yeah. yeah Chad, you when you left, you got muted again there, bud. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm a I'm a professional, guys. Uh, play play <laughs> one on TV. No, I, I feel like we didn't play the uh, Rudy package enough, honestly. It was so successful the few times we ran it. It was more successful up the middle than we were with Pierre. 
there was a couple plays where we ran Pierre up the middle and got basically nothing. And I was like, man, we should have just ran the Rudy package right there. Mm-hmm. But he only had, I thought he only ended up with two carries for like 12 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it but went for it went only okay. six yards a carry. You well, know, you know what? Horrible. When the previous week it was 13 yards a carry with a touchdown, I expect more. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Rudy, hey, we want more out of you. I, hey, I, just, I just want to recognize this comment because we got someone here that it, it's new. Um, Jabari Jones, Conference USA should add Kennesaw State. No, they shouldn't. Kennesaw State needs to stay FCS. <laughs> so Kennesaw State has hard times competing in their own conference. Uh, but uh, okay, they're they good in their conference. They don't have the budget or the support to go FBS. Well, that's it. Because yeah, exactly. Because it's less. We get. I love. I, I've, this has been my favorite hobby. Now is debating uh, uh, conference realignment. And it actually I had a ton of uh, fun talking about that with all the people that aren't aren't really into the, the 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 school in the FCS yesterday because this is all news to them. All they knew about was was Texas and Oklahoma, right? And getting to kind of explain what all went into that, but just kind of the realization that it's not just about production on the field and you know and and uh, you know the, the results at the end of the season. It's all of the other things within an institution that go into that. And I I don't know with Kennesaw, I have no idea, but I'm gonna guess no. Yeah. When we played down there in the playoffs a few years ago, I mean, that was a big topic of conversation. Like they've tried so hard to get fan support, student supports, and it just hasn't happened down there, even though um, they've had a, a wildly successful football program um, in the last, what, less than 10 years. So, yeah. So may, maybe Jabbar, yeah. <laughs> will, will Davis play at USD? Good. After, I mean, it's... after this week, what do we know, right? We don't know anything on this. Coach Stig is playing these cards uh, pretty close to the chest. So, so so let's talk about what we do know about Davis before we get on to any, any USD talk, though. So mm-hmm. he did practice this week. It didn't sound towards the end. I don't know that it was necessarily, necessarily limited. Like, I think from my understanding, it was pretty well full go by the end. I don't, I don't know. I mean, this came from two or three people and could be complete garbage. I don't, I don't have a source like you, Matt, you know, you, you're plugged into everybody. I, I think the president calls you uh, before he makes any major decisions for the university. But from what I heard is he was pretty, pretty full go. And then it actually was a game day decision to not dress him. Hmm. That's cool. Have you, have you heard anything contrary to that? Yeah, um, I I haven't heard that. Um, well, I, 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 didn't, I haven't heard anything contrary to that. Okay. I mean, last week it sounds like – I mean, there was so much disinformation coming out and yes. so much like – And I'm helping playing, spread that disinformation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it Good was job. really hard. Good job. <laughs> and, and see, even Terry. Terry goes, had me fooled. He went through pregame warm-ups, so – Sorry about that. Okay, he it's did do great. pregame warm-ups. Thank you. Then I'm not yeah. I'm not crazy. So yeah. so James thinks we should play him and, and and take the last two games, but then what happens when we get in the playoffs, James? I mean, yeah. That's a good thought, but we're going to want him in the playoffs, right? So I, I think we don't want to bring him back too soon. I, I think that's really the plan. He's, he's a big <laughs> weapon. Yeah, exactly. He's a big part of what we do for exactly what Dallas talked about there. That's – that he's that grinder in the second half. So, um, can I hold on? I had I had a couple of just random things at the game I wanted to get at here. We're at thirty five minutes here. Yeah. I'm guessing you want to get into yeah. game balls pretty soon. Yep. So, all right. So, the, and these are completely random in no particular order. Uh, one, I've got a fan rant 
Now, the, the rave is obviously that the attendance was fantastic. The student section, oh, my God. If anyone listening to this pod knows a student that was at the game, call them, text them, give them a hug, Venmo them 20 bucks. Uh, that student section was amazing, and they stayed for the entire game. I'm so happy uh, as an alumni and as a former player. God, that was fantastic. Um, however... There are so many people that cheer when we're on offense, and it drives me insane. I love that you came to the game, but when we're going up to the line of scrimmage, please shut up. Uh-huh. And, and and then the second one, not nearly as important, is please don't wear yellow when you go to the marker game. My God, they wear yellow. Stop wearing yellow. My dad, I love to death. Charlie is still a record holder uh, for SDSU. <laughs> he was a top 50 all-time player. Uh, he wore a yellow SDSU shirt. Uh, so, <laughs> please, wear blue to the marker games. Yeah, That's all I got. and I can't believe I missed this in Ransom Raves because I tweeted about it, and it pissed me off. Club seat members, what are you doing selling your tickets to Bison fans in there? What? You know, yeah, there was, no. there was Bison fans in the club section. There weren't a ton. It was less than previous years, but I bet there was still a dozen scattered throughout there, and that annoys the heck out of me. So uh, they weren't maybe just friends that they had. No, I mean, right? I don't think. I mean, maybe, but it was a chunk of them. It was three, four tickets at a crack. So maybe. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, one one positive, real quick. At least on the the visitor side, I didn't walk through the whole home side. But they added a little pop-up concession stand with like waters and and popcorn, and that was an awesome response. We've discussed that a bunch. That helped. Although I did have uh, one again, a guy that's actually lives in Brookings. He played at Augustana, that only goes to games with me maybe once a year, and he came back at one point and said, "Well, I just wasted an hour of my life waiting for this soda. Thank you." And when he got back, so it's it's tough to hear that. Yeah. So, so Darren brings up a good point. It could have been corporations that have sure, tickets. sure. And if that's the case, they shouldn't allow Bison fans in the gate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, the other thing, I had a great talk with Austin uh, Bicey, the facility manager at, at in the event day game operations guy. Oh, nice. Um, and so he he uh, ta- talked about some of the changes they've tried. Uh, with just selling water at certain stations, um, trying to find different people to work concessions, uh, work the gates. I mean, it's like everywhere. They're having some labor issues. Uh, I did make the suggestion on the east side to always have that northernmost gate open at the end of the game so people can leave and just walk to the backyard instead of having to funnel back down to the south and then wrap around back to the north. So um, they're, they're very open to any ideas. So if, if you have suggestions or ideas, just DM me um, and I'll make sure that they get to the right spot. So happy to help. President of the university. That's, hey. that's who Matt talks to. <laughs> He's got that old school Batman red phone, just picks it up, goes right in. Yep. Yep. All right. So let's go. Let's get to game balls. Okay. We get, we're on 40 minutes already. I want to leave some time to talk about, um, <laughs> talk about uh, USD. Um, so offensively, um, you know, Pierre, like I think Pierre's the obvious choice, but I mean, the 605 Hogs just again tremendous yesterday. I almost gave it to them. Uh, you could have given it to Jackson, with who had like this the quietest 118 yards ever, 
I, and and Tyler Merriam said on the radio show that a hundred of those came after contact. So just I had I had the same thought. I read I read his yardage and I thought it was a typo. Yeah. And then I read your rants and raves and you said the exact same thing. So no, I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think that Chris O gets a little credit here. I mean, he did a great job of taking care of the ball, making good decisions this game, and I want to give him just a little shout out. So mm-hmm. good job, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, defensively, uh, I went with Adam Bach. Uh, almost took him off because of the penalty. Um, but, man, Cam, him and Cam Miller, if you don't aren't aware, are high school teammates, very good friends. Uh, they were both from Solon, Iowa. I saw a bunch of Solon, Iowa shirts in the backyard, and I thought that was kind of cool because uh, there's three kids playing um, from Solon, the, two on the Jackrabbits, one on the Bison. So um, shout out to that s- small town in Iowa. Uh, very cool. And then special teams. Um, who did I end up going with there on special teams? Uh, I wanted to go with Kayla Reader just for recovering that punt. Um, but I went with Cole Fromm. You know, those extra points, missed extra points could are huge in a game like this. Missed field goals can really swing the momentum in a game like this. And Cole was perfect on the day. Uh, two for two on his field goals, three for three on his extra points. Yep. Good job, Cole. That in my mind, that was one of the three things that won that game. You've got zero turnovers, you've got less penalties than the opponent, and you're two for two on field goals. Those things will win you a game almost mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jabari, we are not an FCS uh, uh, countrywide podcast. Um, yes, uh, Kennesaw State likely does have a larger budget than STSU's budget. That is why we are not looking at going FBS right now. Um, Thanks for the information. <laughs> but thank you. Appreciate you listening. Um, but but we're not in a position to go FBS right now. If Kennesaw is interested in it, I hope they can get some more fans in their stadium to do it and make it happen. The Atlanta sure. Metro would be cool to have another team there. And does Jabari happen to be a Kennesaw fan? Hopefully he is, I guess. I, I hope so. Yeah. He seems to have a vested interest. Oh, wow. He lives, lives in Utah or something. <laughs> a southern utah fan impressive yeah all right but thank you for the information we do appreciate that sorry for the snark all right so usd preview let's talk about them oh sorry we got to go back and talk about jackrabbit central quick um i wandered over to the bookstore on saturday just looked at some stuff uh the bookstore was full of people it was awesome to see there is so much cool merchandise right now that that i haven't seen haven't taken the time to look at online um stock up for your winter gear that's coming up cold seasons here um, so, so get your scarves, get your hats, mittens, uh, your, your heavier jackets. Sean Anderson walked over there and got some gear, uh, during the game, uh, hmm. halftime ish. And he pointed out that that was a pretty cool thing that we had at our stadium. So he was mm-hmm. glad he was able to get a, a ball cap. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they do a great job. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the mangy mutts from Vermilion now. So USD, um, yeah, right? <laughs> the mangy mutts from Vermilion. Um, where they play in an outhouse. Um, so I thought it was a water reclam- reclamation plant. I forgot they still had a team. <clears throat> yeah, right? So, Dallas, I'm you're going to get me warmed up. You're going to get me ranting I'm, right I'm away. Just, I am th- that, I'm sorry. That could not have been more tongue-in-cheek. It's com- My dentist played for the Yotes. Uh, Chris, I'm sure you're not listening, but I no, I, I'm just completely joking right now. So, so I've been I've been DM'd now a dozen times 
that this is a trap game, that this is a major letdown game. And, and that is just not the case. USD is legit this year. Um, they are playing for their playoff lives, and they beat us two years ago down in Vermilion. There is no reason we should we shouldn't we we have to show up for this game. There's no reason we're not going to show up. So, and, and they kind of hosed us by not playing us last year. So, yeah, right. All right. I mean, I heard someone cough in church earlier today. Are you sure that uh, they're going to be ready to play this game and not cancel <laughs> it? And and I still dislike Bob Nielsen, right? For six years ago at Western Illinois, what he did to us there. So. I think about that all the time. Yeah. When he went, what a guy. Game. What a guy. For those of you that are newish to the program, uh, SDSU was playing for their first time ever having like a, a chance at a top eight seed. Um, there was a terrible blizzard in Western Illinois, uh, Eastern Missouri, wherever they're coming from, Eastern Iowa. And uh, the buses had a challenging time getting to Macomb. Um, they, they got there about an hour before kickoff. And Nielsen refused to let the Jackrabbits have a full regular warm-up. Um, so the Jacks got off and had to play and, and, and really kind of played like crap uh, in that game. So uh, that's why I don't like Bob Nielsen. Um, but that's beside the point. But USD. So USD um, is legit this year. Carson Camp is a good quarterback. Um, he comes from Illinois. He's a freshman. It's his second year. He did play in the spring. Uh, in the spring, he struggled with decision-making. He's been much better, much better uh, this fall. Completion percentage of 63%, almost 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns to two interceptions. Um, he's a good player. He has the ability to scramble as well. Um, not, a, not a huge runner, but, but he's not, uh, you know, <laughs> he's not terrible running either with the ball. Um, and they have a good running back this year, a sophomore, Travis Tice, um, 600 yards, seven TDs, a four, eight average. They have two true freshmen that, that carry the, the rock quite a bit. Nate Thomas and Mike Manasseri, um, each, uh, Thomas has a six, eight average and Manasseri has a four, six. I mean, without knowing, without having watched any film, I'm not going to pretend like I, I have yet. I just didn't get a chance today. I mean, it, it really kind of looks like a three headed monster situation mm-hmm. at running back. I mean, mm-hmm. Shoot those, uh, what is it, uh, Tice or T- you know Tice and, and Thomas? I mean they're they're number seven and eight back to back in the in in the in the conference rushing. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't mm-hmm. think that you're going to see any drop off. I don't know. Do you know rushing style at all, Matt? Have you had a chance to watch? I mean, is it scat versus Punisher versus balanced or what? So they still want to spread you out. I mean, they still have the talented wide receivers. Samson at tight end can still split. Um, you know, they want to spread you out and they hit you that way. Um, they want to get you running how they always do. They, they uh, have stress you out. But they do have the most rushing attempts in the conference. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, so. that Looking at their stats, that one totally threw me off because mm-hmm. everything else to me led me to believe that they were they were a pass first. Uh, you know, Camp's got, got good numbers, makes great decisions. It, the way it seems, that you, you might have said this, Matt, I was trying to look up another stat, but I think he's only had a couple of picks. I mean, he has yeah, just the just the two picks. Two, yep. two okay. Um, but to have that many – oh, and the other thing that caught me off guard is how many times they punted is shocking. I mean, they're punting like – I swear there's three or four games where they punted eight or nine times, which totally yeah. threw me off with the type of offense that I, I think that they run. So, mm-hmm. uh, But, no, those, those backs look real good. Yeah, and they've, they've played well this year. They're 6-3. and three. We all know they should have beat Kansas that opening week, the same night that we beat Colorado State. They should have beat Kansas. They had yeah, no they business losing that game. 
Um, you know, out of conference, they beat a, a bad Northern Arizona, a bad Cal Poly, uh, lost to Missouri State by eight, beat up an Indiana State, beat North Dakota, um, beat UNI, and then had a had a stinker uh, two three weeks ago against uh, Illinois State. That reading the stats for that game, I can't believe anyone was left in the stands. That looked mm-hmm. so bad. Well, Camp, if you don't know this, Camp got knocked out in the first quarter oh, on legal, yeah, on a helmet to helmet hit, uh, kind of a cheap shot. The same cat from Illinois State that hit Watson and knocked yep. him out of the game the week before. So, okay. yeah, a safety for Illinois State, twenty three, I believe, is his number. I don't know why I remembered that, but that's weird. <laughs> because you're petty and judgmental. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> And so they, they uh, took care of business against Western last week, 42-21. You know, what we've preached for, for years with USD, why USD has struggled. <laughs> Just reading Mark Nelson's comment. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> Nelly, um, miss, love you, buddy. Good to hear from you. Now hey. fullback. Oh, I nice. Wish, I wish Kyle was here. We could talk fullbacks with him. Yeah, well, USD doesn't use a fullback, so they're irrelevant in this game. Okay, fine. So, sorry, Kyle. Well, they are the opponent. They can't be completely irrelevant. Oh, <laughs> you're saying fullbacks. Yeah. So, so um, we've talked for years that USD has has struggled in their transition because they're not good enough in the trenches. They actually have a decent offensive line now. They have a very good defensive line. Um, they play kind of a wacky three-four hybrid positionless football is what they kind of call it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Cause their, their D line is good. So yeah. And Steve, thanks for bringing this up. So great, perfect timing. Timing is everything. What's going on here. That's All me. right. Um, <laughs> because their D line, they're, they're good. Um, their, their offensive line is, is young, which, which is going to, I think be in our advantage, but their offensive line is big and they're, they're the best USD offensive line since they transitioned. If you remember when USD was good a handful of years ago with Strevler uh, for that one season. Strevler was good a few years ago. Yes, thank you. Strevler was running for his life basically every time he dropped back, and he was just the best player on the field and could could make plays. Um, (laughs) That's not the case anymore. They have a good offensive line. So, yeah. The things that jumped out uh, just on the Western Illinois game a little bit, looking statistically – is you know they gave up two sacks they had two fumbles like again i think they punted like nine times and the, the number of passing yards I, I, do you remember how many passing yards we gave up uh against the leathernecks i know that they want to throw the ball uh but i think we held them under their average and they gave up 400 and some passing it yards so it, it did make me wonder if they were susceptible there wasn't it like 180 that we gave up to western it was not much yeah because we held houston way way down okay Chad, you want to look that up quick? I'm, yeah, I'm working on it. Okay, I thanks, didn't, didn't mean to put you on the spot, but those to me are the things coming out of that, that if you're playing a bad team, you win by you know three scores or whatever, and all is forgiven. But again, a couple of sacks, a uh, couple of fumbles, and then letting them throw the ball a whole bunch like that mm-hmm. to me maybe opens up what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Um, it's going back, Darren had a good question. Uh, is Camp a runner? Um, he can be, he's capable. Um, he has before sacks, he has, uh, 200 and some yards on the season. 
So he has 217, but then you factor in sacks and he's down to a net of 63. So, yeah. Um, but defensively, their linebackers are also really good. Um, I think you're right, Dallas. Um, if, if, if we're going to have success on offense, um, I, we're going to run the ball, but they are susceptible to the pass. Like I think the Yankees are going to have a good game. They're young at corner, and I believe their best cornerback actually dropped out this season with a, with a knee injury. So um, I thought I read that somewhere. So, Chad, what are you showing us? So we got the net yards passing on the WIU game, and we had 195 right there. Okay. So, well, so so Western Illinois had 207. Uh, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yep. Terry was right. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, this is a good point. Um, and I could see us doing this. You know, we kind of did this yesterday against NDSU as well. Uh, ben, but don't break. Just let them dink and dunk down the field and think and, and hope that they're going to make a mistake at some point, that they can't play perfect the whole way down. So that's a great point again, Jordan. Thank you. I still, you know, as much as you talk about their line being improved, um, I, I still get the feeling here that this is one of those games where if we can go into halftime in a 14 to 10 type scenario, I love our chances in the mm -hmm. end. I mean, I, they're just, they might be improved, but they, they cannot, I, I just don't think they can keep up with our guys. I really don't in, in, in the trenches. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see on that. I mean, I just they they finally have the size on the offensive line for sure um, that's been missing. You know, they they've been light for a lot of years, and part of that's just because they were playing such an up tempo, pass happy offense. I think that that they couldn't maybe have some of the the big mountains out there. Oh, that's true. Um, but they, I don't know. I they're they're young. Their their left tackle uh, Jensen has played a lot of games for them. He's their senior. But the rest are just sophomores and freshmen. So redshirt freshmen. So we'll see on that. Who, who do we go, going back to returning players, Matt? So we got we got Hicks back. We got Norblade back. Uh, mm -hmm. Gardner came back uh, on the defensive side. Who are we missing yet? No one, because Bacchus is back. Yep. Um, yeah, they're all back. Okay, I thought there was a DB, DB I, missing. I, so I did see a few of the uh, like. I'm not sure if I saw the Kuslers out there. Um, just some of our depth pieces. Yep. I think they might have been out. I saw them in street clothes, I think, this week. So, yep, and that hurts on special teams. So I, I think they're on special teams. Special teams, teams. Yep. yep. So, otherwise, besides Isaiah, we're – and Landon, we're fairly healthy right now. So, all right. Although Don is not 100% with a cast yeah. on his hand. So. Yeah, right. Makes it hard to, to tackle there. So, all right. So, let's um, – I have to do a quick read here. Um, for Eric Erickson. So our sponsor of um, our prediction segment is Eric Erickson of Cutler Law Firm. Um, Eric so Erickson. Cutler Law Firm is a full service, full service law firm in Sioux Falls. Um, at Cutler Law Firm, we build relationships based on trust by treating clients with honesty and integrity. That personal attention provides prompt, efficient legal solutions in corporations and businesses, financial services, litigation, trusts, and estates, and more. Um, I can say this, Eric Eric helped me um, get Jackrabbit Illustrated set up, so I do trust him. So if you're interested in any of that, reach out to Eric at 605-271-4938 or Eric E. 
at cutlerlawfirm.com. So thanks, Eric, for sponsoring the prediction segment. We appreciate it. So um, any injuries? Oh, geez, Jeff, going back. Any injuries from yesterday that you know of? Um, Mason went off the field. Mason came back. So I, I guessed it must have been a cramp. I never saw anything on it, but he didn't have a limp to him when he walked off. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, guys, speaking of injuries, did you see what I saw? No. Did you what? see what I saw? I mean, saw I don't know, actually. What? Mark Gronowski ran off the field to the locker room in the oh, second really? half. Nice. Ran. Hmm? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I am. I don't know how to respond. I'm. I'm happy about this. Yeah. I can't wait to see yeah. him. So is he going to yeah. be the new uh, Rudy package? Yeah. <laughs> oh In man. The national championship game, maybe. Huh? Here. Okay. So, but uh, here. Here's another. If we get there. Another thing that, that crossed my mind as I was talking to to Kyle. By the way, Ky- Kyle ended up joining my friends and I at at Craft for dinner, hmm. uh, birthday dinner. So that, that was pretty awesome. Him and him and his better half, Warren. Uh, but we were talking about how well Rudy, as uh, as a backup quarterback, fills in behind Mark with mm-hmm. his style of play, the way that he runs. Uh, and, and again, I know that he's third string, uh, but but just, again, having just that, that exact same style of play, being able to plug somebody else in for a few plays that could probably run everything that Mark's going to do down the road, that, that's kind of a cool setup. That doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so some of the injuries again here. Um, I don't, I don't, did Peyton Schaefer get hurt? I didn't see anything of Peyton Schaefer. I didn't either. Um, Michael Griffin, um, no, I don't think so. Uh, Darren, is there any, uh, we talked about this just a little bit last week. Is there any injuries at right guard? Um, no, um, they just, they really like, they really like Gus, um, at that position. So we'll see. Matt, did you see, did they rotate on offensive line the way they did the week before? Yep, Gus and Eddie, um, I don't know if it was 50-50, but, geez, Gus was in there a lot as as a redshirt freshman. So he played a lot yesterday. I'm not sure if it was truly a 50-50, and he was in there in those key moments in the fourth quarter too, Gus was. So I don't know. Uh, did Norblade come back after his pick? I think so. I, I think I saw him back out there. He was definitely in all the pictures after the game, too. So I saw him running. Okay, Terry, you must have seen Mark running, too. Um, Mason was definitely just a cramp. All right. Good. Good, good. Just picking his worried about concussion. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So back to predictions. Um, I am predicting, uh, as usual, uh, an SDSU victory. Um I like us to get back to the 40 point range uh, in this game. Um, I'm going to go 42 to 21. We're going to double them up just like they did uh, to Western Illinois. 42, 21 Jacks. Well, I'm upset because you stole the, stole the score that I was thinking as well. So I don't so have I anything to add. I don't have anything to add. Like, okay. Normal, I guess like normal. I don't add anything. Oh, Chad. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Are you fishing for compliments here? Give no, me no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, hey, can you spell just, immunity I, for us, Jed? <laughs> Why do you got to pick on the guy? I'm an called? engineer. We're not known for our spelling prowess. <laughs> and uh, I, 
when I have German keyboard on my phone, it doesn't help. Uh, so <laughs> I, I won't blame it all on my phone, but uh, I, trend, I tend to try. Uh, man. All right, Dallas, you got a score? Yep. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit tighter. Let's go 36. God, I, I was going to double them up again and go 36-18. Um, 36-21. Jack Rabbits. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, for players, for me, uh, Chad, I'll let you go first on this one as kind of a guest. So, as as who I think is going to make the difference? Yeah, the you know the difference makers, the players of the game that we talked about. Colonel Sanders. Ooh. Okay. Yep, he's going to okay. get home a couple times. Okay. Dallas. I put zero thought into this and was really hoping that you were going to talk for about three or four minutes so I can come up with somebody that is not a lazy, lazy guess. Because when I give a lazy guess, it's typically Adam Bach uh, because he's going to have 12 tackles and a TFL and a probably a pick or something. Yeah, um, right. God, I... You know what? I'm, I'm excited for the guys that are back. So I'm going to defensively... I'm going to say let's go combo of Hicks and Gardner. And on offense, what what are we going to do against them? What, uh, run the ball. You think you think we're just going to run the damn ball? I hope so. Can, can I be a homer and pick Rudy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the package is going to be. I won't do it. Um, let's – I can't I feel like you can't pick Pierre – because what the hell? You're gonna pick your all-American running back that's gonna run for 175? Like, there's no. I'm not. I'm not in any way earning my paycheck doing that. Like, I feel like I have to come up with something interesting here. So then hey, pick, hey. pick, pick Chris L. The quarter. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's pick them apart, Chris L. Let's do it. And you guys, you know what? I'm going out on a limb here. Uh, it's Isaiah Davis time. Isaiah Davis is gonna come back. I'm predicting it now, oh, and so. USD hasn't played him yet, so they're going to get the full Isaiah Davis treatment, even though Isaiah is, is likely going to be on a pitch count. But he's going to make those pitches count. So Isaiah Davis, my player of the game, my difference maker right there. And, and defensively, Stalberg. It's going to be Stalberg. Uh, he's going to be used to to kind of keep camp in check. So And he'll pre- likely end up on Samson at multiple points in the game too. So. All right, Rudy throws this game. Man, we love Rudy on this show. There. Yeah, man, look at that, Dallas. The man I know that Dallas is a, yeah, Dallas is a <laughs> right? Yeah, so cool. All right, um, well, thank you, everyone, uh, for being here tonight. Chad, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for a fun day yesterday. Um, it was so much fun meeting so many of you um, when you came and picked up your flags. And just at the tailgating lots, uh, really, really, really was a blast. Um, we appreciate all of you for listening, sharing, flying our flag. That was um, I, I cannot imagine what that feels like for you, Matt, because just me uh, being a you know, professional third wheel in this, looking around and seeing J.I. flags flying yesterday was was pretty surreal. Like that was that's pretty damn beauty. Good. Yeah, is uh, very humbling. Never. Honestly, never thought that would happen when I started a stupid blog. So 
It looked amazing, even though there wasn't enough wind to carry the flags, which I'm not complaining about. No. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, thanks everyone. Uh, let's have a good weekend. Let's get back to Brookings in two weeks for the UND matchup. There's still tickets available if you want to go down to Verm uh, and risk catching something, uh, but that's up to you. So if not, get oh, the shenanigans and watch it. So, all right. Go big. Go blue. Go, go Jacks. Jack. One's down. This podcast has been brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Drake's Place in Bottle, and to Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans. Subscribe to this podcast and all of the Jackrabbit Illustrated podcasts and like and follow Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook and Twitter. And go big, go blue, go Jacks! Horns down! so good if you weren't right in my section you didn't hear the disgrace of our national anthem over the freedom coming out of the tailpipe of the f-16 <laughs>